This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Welcome to the Grow Your Business and Grow Your Wealth podcast with Gary Helt. Gary is an expert in helping business owners put together a plan that will provide a better future for their businesses, themselves, and their families. On the podcast, Gary interviews other professionals who share his vision, and together they share secrets and strategies any business owner can use to build a better financial foundation for your business and your life. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, our guest is Ashley Tenson, who is the co-founder of OZ Pros. Welcome, Ashley. Thanks, Gary. It's a pleasure to be here. Always a pleasure to talk with you. Great. So, Ashley, you know, can you explain to people uh, what opportunity zones are and kind of what some of their basic uses are? So in a nutshell, opportunity zones are the greatest wealth, generational wealth creation opportunity that Congress has ever implemented. It's amazing that in three pages of legislation, Congress was able to get the attention of private capital, get it off the sidelines and make it patient. So I got to hand it to them. And in, in so doing, they not only created the greatest generational wealth creation opportunity, but they also provided a means for how people could do well by doing good in the form of making these investments into areas that have historically been underinvested in and to come a, come alongside these areas in order to inject much needed capital. So I guess, you know, what, what made you get into it? So it's funny is that I was helping business owners put more money into their pockets when they exited a business and was walking them through different creative tax strategies that they could use to uh, to save money year over year, to save 30% year over year on their taxes, to create kind of this, uh, this charitable checking account on the backside, and then be able to exit their business and save a significant amount of money on taxes. So it was at a CLE. I heard this guy up there talking about the Tax Cut and Jobs Act. And when he when he said opportunity zones, my ears kind of perked up. It was after lunch. Everybody else was asleep. And so when I when I heard it, I was like, man, if that's what it sounds like, I, I, I think I'm on to something here. And so I ran him down in the hall afterwards. And I said, listen, man, I was like, that sounded like 1031 and private equity got married. And he's like, and yeah, they had a beautiful baby named Opportunity Zones. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, I'm in. And so we, you know, we kind of did a little bit of a micro test where we popped up a website and, you know, 150 inbound phone calls and $50 million worth of deal, you know, money looking for deals. We were like, all right, we're definitely on to something. And so it's been a wild ride ever since. That was May of 2018. And I've eaten, breathed, and slept in nothing but Opportunity Zones ever since. Right. 
So, you know, there, there's obviously there's the tax side of it, but then there's also the social side of it. Yep. Can you explain some of that? Yeah, absolutely. So the part of the program was, is that every governor got to designate up to 25% of their low income census tracts as opportunity zones. And so they, they chose through different states use different methods, but they got to show, they got to choose these low income census tracts. And so as part of that, you know, some folks chose and, you know, there's a great mix of downtown and rural zones. Mm -hmm. And as a result, when private capital is coming into the opportunity zone program, they have to be engaged inside of these zones. So they have to have 70% of their assets there. And at least 50% of their payroll needs to be located inside of an opportunity zone. If they're an operating business, and that's the other great thing about the opportunity zone program that differs from 1031 is that it allows you to invest in opportunity zone businesses as well. And so it's this perfect hybrid of being able to, you know, do real estate investments in kind of a traditional tax advantage method like 1031, but then to bring in the mix of investing into opportunity zone businesses as well. And whether that's direct capital infusion into one that's already in the zone or starting one up in the zone or bringing one from outside of the zone into the zone, it's a way that you can you know, take advantage of the tax benefit, but you're also bringing commerce to these areas. And so that's, I, I, we've seen an, uh, an unbelievable uh, kind of, you know, exponential compounding effect relative to what that's done, namely in the form of just kind of general activity and excitement associated with these areas that we heretofore hadn't had it. But then on top of that, the coordination of tons of kind of disparate governmental resources that all kind of pivoted around this concept of opportunity zones. So the communities that have done really well with it have appointed an opportunity zone czar, for lack of a better term, or somebody's basically raised their hand and said, hey, listen, I want to kind of lead and spearhead this charge. And then they have coordinated you know, the resources that are there available that, you know, economic development resources, grant resources, different projects that the folks want to see in that city or that county. And then they've made that available to different funds that have then partnered up with them in this fantastic public private partnership that we've never seen before in any kind of public private partnership program ever. And so instead of it being a governmental handout, this is the government channeling private capital to do good by and, and to, to allow them to do well by doing so. And so that's what's so exciting about Opportunity Zones. So, you know, you, you've mentioned quite a few times um, tax breaks and people being able to save on taxes um, with Opportunity Zones. So can you explain that a little bit more? What, what, how, what, what taxes are they um, reducing? So in a um, nutshell, yeah, you got to have capital gains. So whether it's long-term or short-term, whatever capital gain you have, you get to defer that capital gain until 2026 by putting it into a qualified opportunity fund. And a qualified opportunity fund can just be a, uh, a partnership, an LLC taxes a partnership. It's fairly simple. And so that's what we do at OZ Pros. We set these uh, kind of captive qualified opportunity funds up for, uh, for Main Street America, and we set up over a thousand of them. And so people in, you know, in, in rural America, in urban America, but that are, you know, they've got 50,000, a hundred thousand, a couple hundred thousand 
2 million, 20 million, $100 million worth of capital gains, we've set them up their own captive opportunity fund so that they can then put that money into their own fund and they get to defer the taxes until 2026. If the legislation that's currently pending passes, they'll able they'll be able to defer that until 2028. And then whatever they invest in, after they've held their interest in the fund for 10 years, that comes out with a step up in basis to fair market value. And that's really significant because it not only eliminates capital gains taxes, but it also eliminates depreciation recapture. And so you're able to take advantage of bonus depreciation along the way and then sell it on the back end and not recapture any of those taxes. And so it takes all of the kind of the, the really powerful tax plays that are out there that the government's you know done that has moved the needle inside of our economy and it brings them all into one. And so that's why I've been all in on Opportunity Zone since 2018. So let me just kind of restate what you just said. Um, so if I have a, whatever, $50,000 capital gain right now, and I come to you and say, hey, I want to put this in an opportunity zone. You will then set it up for me. And as of right now, that $50,000 capital gain that I have, I don't have to pay tax on that until 2026. That's right. Pending legislation change. But if I leave it in there until we're in 2022, so if I leave it in there until 2032, I get whatever earnings or anything that I have in there, I get a stepped up basis. Yeah. So the earnings, so income that's coming off of it's going to be taxed as ordinary income, right? So that's going to come off and you're going to pay taxes how you would normally pay taxes right. on it. But when you sell, when you have a capital event after 10 years, you're going to get a step up in basis to fair market value. So it's going to step it up, which will eliminate capital gains and also eliminate any depreciation recapture that you've utilized to offset the income along the way. Right. So you get to use that depreciation to lower the taxes that you're paying on the income, and then you don't recapture any of it on the back end. Gotcha. Now, what's the what's the minimum investment that somebody can get involved in this way? So that's fun. People ask me that all the time. And I, I tell them it's not about how much capital gains you have now. It's about how much capital gains you have in the future. So if you had and, and so what's funny is that we actually come up with ways to create capital gains for people because of the back end benefit is that it's available. So if you've got if you're going to start the next Facebook why would you not do that in an opportunity zone? Even if it's only going to cost you a thousand bucks or $5,000 to set this thing up, right? If you have the ability to, to take that out with no taxes on the back end, why would you not do it? And so it's all about what that gain is on the back end. And so if you're doing a deal that's approximately $150,000 worth of a deal, and you know usually over 10 years that it's at least going to double, you're going to have at least $150,000 worth of capital gains on the back end. <clears throat> if the current proposal goes through, it's going to be way more than, you know, that on your capital gains on the back end, you know. And so this is the quintessential hedge to those capital gains rates going up. And so it allows you to basically take that off the table for your new investment, which is really powerful because it's it, it right now it's an you know an immediate 23.8% gain. Well, that's assuming that you're over 500,000 on the gain on the backside, but it's an immediate 23.8% difference between doing an Oz deal and a non-Oz deal. So if in doing this so argument's sake, I sold a house 
I have a $50,000 gain. Am I only investing that 50,000 in or am I investing the whole amount that the house sold for? Yeah, so that's the beautiful part about it is is that you you can invest as little or as much of the gain as you want and you only have to invest the amount of the gain. So it's not like 1031 where you've got to find a replacement right. property that's greater. You can just invest the amount of the gain. And the great thing about it is, is that you can use debt or not use debt according to however you want to do. And so you could take that $50,000 and lever it up with another $500,000 of outside capital from a lender, or even if it's your own non-capital gains, you know, as long as you don't kind of get more than that 90-10 split, then, you know, you're fine to use debt. And you can then gain the value of that leveraged increase, right? That's going to have the leveraged appreciation that's going to come to you tax-free on the back end. Okay. I got that. What's really cool as well is that there's a two-year refinance lockout. But after two years, you can actually refinance your money. And if you wanted to, you could take your money fully out of the program and go do whatever you want to with it. You could buy a yacht. You could buy a, you know, you could invest it into the stock market. You do whatever you want to with it after two years. Now, I regularly have this conversation with people that it's like, all right, if you have a Roth IRA, even if you could refinance it and pull your money out of it, why would you do that? Why would you not instead put it into additional assets in the opportunity zone that are also going to grow tax-free? And you could do that on day one. So you could always refinance and put it into additional opportunity zone property and just continue to grow this tax-free vehicle that's just churning away on the appreciation that's going to come to you, uh, you know, at, a, at, a, at at least a 23.8% differential. So... Because it's funny that you mentioned Roth, because to me, and in, in how you're talking about this, to me, lots of ways, that's what it sounds like to me. It's almost, this is almost like it's it's a Roth, um, just because of the the tax treatments of it. I'd say it's a super uh, Roth, because you're, yeah, your yeah. tax advantage going in, right? right? Because you're deferring, and then you get not only no taxes on the, you know, the appreciation, but you also don't pay any depreciation recapture. Right. The difference is that you do pay taxes on the income along the way, but hey, I'll take okay. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So would I. Um, so, I mean, it, obviously, I mean, you know, the old adage, oh, it sounds too good to be true. <laughs> what are what are the, the, the pitfalls to doing this? So there's nuances to the program, right? So inside of when you invest into a fund, you've got to deploy 90% of the assets into qualified opportunity zone property. And you can either do that directly into like tangible property, or you can do it through a qualified opportunity zone business. And so, you know, inside of that qualified opportunity zone business, it's got a 70% requirement that it own qualified opportunity zone property. And so to the extent that you're doing real estate or physical property, you have to substantially improve that property or it has to be original use. And so the substantial improvement requirement means that you double the basis of the value of the buildings. So if you're going to buy a million dollar property and the building's worth 500,000, you're going to have to put another 500,001 into improving that property. So what it, it what it nuances is that inside of this, you're not going to be able to buy a triple net you know, a family dollar that's in an opportunity zone and just be able to take it tax-free on the backside, right? You're going to have to do some kind of improvement. It also can't be a triple net lease arrangement. 
And so there's some nuances to the program that you need to make sure that you've got a professional that's guiding you through those. Now, once you understand them, they're not that difficult. So we have a We've got a 350 person Ozworks group that's uh you know that's a group of people that are learning about opportunity zones and then inside of that I have this compliance boot camp where it's a weekly call where we answer people's questions and then they learn through those questions and through those interactions they're continually learning how to do this and making sure that they're applying that with their respect to their business plan and so that's what we're all about. We're making sure that people understand it and understand those nuances so they can actually do this program and not only do well for themselves, but actually do good in these areas where they're investing in and making a difference. So, I mean, obviously this is, I mean, opportunity zones have been around for a while, but this particular tax treatment of them has only been around for a couple of years. Um, what are some of the mistakes that you see when people are trying to go out and do this on their own? Yeah. So the biggest one is that, and we've actually got, we've got, we got a video series on YouTube, like mission critical items not to do. Right. <laughs> and there's like 10 of them, but the biggest one is don't buy the property in your individual name. So right. if you're going to buy property in an opportunity zone, set up the entity and ideally set up the structure ahead of time. Even if you don't have capital gains now, that's okay. We can put capital gains into it later as long as you buy it in an entity. And so that's the number one uh, issue that I see. The number two one, and this is kind of a non-starter, is that they missed their 180 days on their deadline for investing the capital gains. So if it's coming to them personally, like a sale of a stock, they got 180 days. If it's coming off of a K-1, they can elect the period of time when that 180 days starts. So they can either go 180 days from the date of the sale, or they can choose it to start on December 31st, or they can choose it to start on March 15th, which is the partnership tax filing deadline. And so navigating when you put the money into your fund is that's a nuance. And so setting up a fund is not that difficult. It's literally just a partnership, right? An LLC tax is a partnership. You need some special language in it. And that's what we've got inside of our package that we, you know, we generate for people, but it's the nuances relative to how you move the money in. And then like when you need to move the money out of your QOF down to a QOZB as well. So it's the nuances that people kind of get wonky on. And that's the number one mistakes that I see. Okay. What about if you, know, you have somebody that has the gain, whatever the size of it is, and they want to get involved with this? but they don't want to have to go out and find the opportunity zone around them and all this other stuff, but they have this cash. Do you guys have people that you can set them up with where they're basically just investing their cash and not having to do anything else? Absolutely. So um, we actually made a lean investment. So we put together a fund, we called it the OZ pros insider QOF. And it was myself and Jimmy Atkinson and some other folks and, uh, and then we made some lead investments into some deals, including uh, a five hotel uh, in, you know, portfolio of hotels down in Puerto Rico. And so there's all kinds of individual funds out there. So if people want to see stuff like that, I mean, we've got hotel funds in Puerto Rico. We've got uh, hospitality funds here domestically. We've got multifamily funds. Uh, there's a there's a bunch of those that we can plug them in with. Um, we've got, you know, agricultural funds that are just investing in agricultural land. We got mobile home park funds that are investing in mobile home parks and RV parks. 
And the the most recent one that we've got that's out is they're investing into kind of hunting properties and agricultural land where the folks that invest can actually participate and, you know, utilize the land that, uh, wow. that, that they're buying. So it's kind of cool. You know, there's as many different funds and as many different investment things that you can think about there's probably a fund that's doing that type of deal in an opportunity zone. And we've got a database of over a thousand funds that we can, you know, plug people in with. And then if we know what they're looking for, we can, you know, we can kind of cut that research down and plug them directly in with the sponsor so that that way they can get squared away and make their investment. Right. Now, lots of times when people think of opportunity zones, they're thinking, uh, I'm going to say they're, they're thinking of the ghetto and, and things like that, that, yep. that places have been just been empty for, you know, years upon years. But that's not always the case, right? I mean, you know, you do have some states that are going to have opportunity zones that aren't really like that. Yeah, absolutely. So like I said before, there's 8,700 of them, and they're all across the United States and in the territories as well. So the the pretty much the whole island of Puerto Rico is an opportunity zone. Right. And so one of the hotels has got a quarter mile of white sand beach. That that ain't the ghetto, right? No. I mean, you know, and you know, there's other zones that are in the Bronx, right? There's fantastic zones here in Charlotte where I live, right? That is this unbelievably growth-oriented, you know, the side of town that was historically industrial. And so as a result, you know, there, it was been lower income with respect to the residential areas that are there. And so they designated that because they wanted to see development happen in there where they turned that industrial property into kind of really cool, you know, uh, you know, living space and areas where people can live. And so, you know, that's happening in tons of these opportunity zones. Right. Now, if people want to look to see, you know, uh, what may be in their area for opportunity zones, how are they able to find out what's what's out there? Absolutely. So we've got a map, an interactive map where you can literally type in an address and that's at ozpros.com slash map. And there'll be a link to that map in the special offer that we're going to have for your guests at the end of the podcast Right. And we'll give you that the that spe special link for the folks that listen all the way to the end. And um, we're excited to give some discounts and some kind of preferential treatment for your listeners. But they can certainly either navigate through that link or go to ozpros.com slash map. That's awesome. Because, um, again, I'm just, you know, I, the, the wheels are turning in my head that, that just thinking of people that, um, you know, their businesses have sold assets throughout the year um, or, or other events that have happened inside their businesses. Yep. And they're looking, okay, what am I going to do with these gains? I don't want to pay tax on it. So this is a, a great opportunity that if they're looking for expansion, that they may even be able to uh, go into these opportunity zones and, and have their, their facilities there and be able to help defer these gains or just invest the cash. Absolutely. So we've helped people exactly like that. So we've helped people that are doing, you know, that plan where they're, they're existing and they, they want to take some capital gains and then expand their business. 
We've helped people that have actually exited one business and then they've start, decided to start another one. And we've helped them buy real estate so that they can have some real estate exposure and then put their operating business into that real estate. We've helped existing landowners in opportunity zones put together uh, co-working centers or uh, incubators. So we helped them put together a blue collar incubator where people that had plumbing companies and electrical companies and that kind of thing could consolidate. And they were then able to make investments into the ones that they really liked inside of that blue collar incubator. And so the possibilities are endless and you know, we've helped people with crypto gains, not a whole lot of that going on right. And now is the time of the recording, but it's going to happen. It's going to come back. And when it does, those folks with crypto gains can roll it into an opportunity zone fund. And we've helped them do some really creative stuff with that too. And so we, uh, we're, we're actually rolling out a webinar that we're going to show people like who should you know, really be paying attention to opportunity zones, like who can take advantage of them and then the how, how they can take advantage of them. And so we'll have actually a special discount code link. And I guess we're deep enough into the podcast that I can share that. It's going to be at ozpros.com. That's OZ from, stands for opportunity zone pros.com slash Gary. That's a tough one, right? That's a tough <laughs> link there. Exactly. Like everybody can remember that one. Right. And we're going to have a, a, a special discount for them to be able to participate in that webinar. We're going to have a discounted strategy call link. So if somebody wants to get on the phone with me, they can do so. And we can talk specifically about their stuff. And then we've got also got our, uh, our boot camp that people can sign up for. And we've got tons of educational resources inside of the Ozworks group, and we can direct them into that community. So if they're interested in learning about it, what we've tried to become is kind of the fastest way to figure out if they can do an opportunity zone deal, if it makes sense, and then the fastest way for them to execute on that and actually do it. Right. Again, going back to the, this is new and a lot of people don't, aren't, aren't going to understand it. Um, what kind of pushbacks have you guys gotten from financial advisors on the fact of, you know, cause again, obviously the financial advisor wants to keep the money cause they get exactly. paid. That's that the way. biggest one. Right, exactly. So what what kind of pushback are you getting from them um, when somebody is thinking about uh, reinvesting their gains with you? So, and a lot of times it is, it's namely because they, it's, oh, an, yeah. it's a sucking sound on their AUM. Uh -huh. And so um, what I think that what they've realized though is, is that inside of a traditional portfolio, people need kind of traditional assets and then they need exposure to outside stuff, including real estate. And this is a great way to get them exposure to real estate and maybe some other creative things like operating businesses and that kind of thing that should be in their portfolio anyhow. And so we can help financial advisors actually understand and be a resource to their clients so that that way it's not them going to a specific fund that's going to try and suck all their money out and try to get more of it or whatever. It's to specifically customize a bespoke solution for how that client can take advantage of opportunity zones and work them into their overall wealth planning strategy. I think that's extremely important. And it, to me, that goes back to what I'm always preaching, planning. You know, yep. if you if you have these gains, this is a good way to plan out being tax efficient with it. That's for sure. Exactly. 
and that's the name of the game is get on yeah. the front end of it, right? So if you're anticipating or if you've, I mean, not just if you have a game, but if you're anticipating having a gain, start looking into it, start researching it, start looking at ways that you can mitigate. You know, there's just some other really cool stuff that you can do with respect to gifting strategies along the way that can reduce your current income while you're heading towards that gain. And so to your point, the planning piece is key. And so, you know, go ahead and start having those conversations you know, in the, in the tyranny of the urgent, it's really tough to do, but you got to elevate that up to that, that quadrant, that Stephen Covey quadrant, the really right. important. And so focus in, you know, and live in that area on executing on that. And you're going to be able to, you know, number one, have peace of mind, but then number two, you're going to save a ton of money and to save, like, so you, you work so hard, right. Doing right the urgent things in order to build this wealth only to write a big check to uncle Sam. And this is a way for you to not be able to do that, but still have impact, still have purpose and still get, you know, to really do good with the, you know, the money that you're investing. Right. All right. So we've covered a lot of stuff quickly. I, I mean, this has been packed with a lot of good information. What have I not asked you? You wish I had. Um, I think that, um, you know, I, I, I think that we've pretty much covered it. I think that um, the, the, you know, the thing for people to really focus on is that planning and actually doing it right. So, you right. know, get off, get off the sidelines and get into the game. You know, the Theodore Roosevelt quote that, uh, you know, it's the guy that's in the arena getting it done, that he's the one that's actually going to, you know, come away with the spoils. And right. so get off the sidelines, get in the game. Yeah, no, I agree with you a hundred percent. So you've, you've given us contact information. Can you give that to us again for the listeners who are going to want to reach out and talk to you? Because I know that that there's quite a few of them that, you know, have some capital gains issues and, and want to get involved. Absolutely. It's ozpros.com slash Gary. And if you go there, you can navigate to the map. You can navigate to our webinar. You can navigate to strategy calls. You can navigate to our OzWorks group. And, uh, and you can get information about Opportunity Zones as a whole. And I can't wait to talk to your listeners and to you know, help them be able to create generational wealth and to do good at the same time. Great. I appreciate, appreciate your call today. Absolutely, Gary. Thanks for having me on. Great. All right, guys. Uh, another week here. Uh, Ashley Tenson, with co he's the co-founder of OZ Pros. I will see you guys next week. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.